Welcome to the Choosing Simple Podcast. My name is Amy Fuel, and I'm your host. I'm a homesteading mama, wife, homemaker, entrepreneur, author, and today we are talking about something that uh, I think you're going to enjoy, especially if you are a Bible-believing Christian. As you know, this is my outlet exactly for that, to have those, those, those episodes and those conversations all about our sweet Savior. So stay tuned, stick around, subscribe if you haven't already. This is the Choosing Simple podcast where we talk about choosing simple and everyday average living in life because choosing simple isn't always exactly simple. So let's get started. So it has been a hot minute since my last podcast I've actually had some of you messaging me on Instagram and making comments like, oh, you know, why haven't you put out a podcast or what's going on? And I think for the most part, most of you know what's going on. It is, we are in the depths of garden season and canning season. The garden is starting to slow down, but the canning portion of it is really ramping up. So I've been busy with that, been busy Uh, doing all of the things that you do when homesteading and homemaking kind of clash together. And of course, we have a one-year-old who is very, very needy and who has also been protesting his two naps per day recently. So it's been quite interesting over the last few weeks. It's probably been about a month or more actually since I have posted a new podcast. But the other reason has been because I've just been kind of sitting back. And uh, I think as most of you are also kind of in the depths of what's kind of going on in the world, especially in our country. And um, it's a lot. It's a lot to think about. It's, It's not only a lot to think about, it's a lot to talk about and converse about. And so you have some people I think there's kind of three different types of people. You have the people that just completely ignore it and go on about their business. You have the people who are the complete opposite, who, um, you know, who are extremists and and whatnot. And then you have kind of the middleman, middle ground, right? Who is very much just sit back, pay attention, and then talk about it. And I feel like we should all be maybe a little bit more like that because, these things need to be talked about. We we need to talk about them because they're, they do change the way we live our lives, the way that we um, share our beliefs, the, the way that we worship God even. So I'm not going to get into the political aspect of any of that stuff today. Uh, I'm not even going to get into any of that stuff today at all, period. Because the one question that I have been asking myself is, God, what are you doing? (laughs) You know, what, you know, I've gone through a bunch of different emotions. I've gone through the emotion of anger and frustration and the world is burning down. I've gone through the emotion of forget it all, ignore it all. I don't have anything to do with it. And now I've reached that middleman where, you know, God's kind of drawing my heart and saying, hey, this isn't about you. (laughs) You know, this isn't about your feelings. This isn't about um, your thoughts on everything. 
And I saw a, uh, I saw, God's really been talking to me through little things. And so one of the things I know that God's been calling me to him and drawing me to him through various things I'm reading and seeing online and just things that I hear on the radio, things that kind of pop up in my head during the day. So yesterday I was on Facebook and, um, you know, Facebook is like ground zero for all this stuff. But I saw a, a quote that said, Sarah wanted a baby. God wanted her to birth a nation. Stop thinking small. And I thought, wow, how profound that it was so profound. I even, I even reshared it. And at the time I was thinking of me, you know, how I had to wait nine years forever it and how, you know, some of you have heard the story. I have never talked about the story, um, but how I really feel like God gave ever to us because God needed him, not because we wanted him, although we do want him, of course. But um, anyhow, that's another story for another day. And so I knew that eventually God would want me to talk about this, uh, you know, but I didn't know how. And so over the last couple of days, it's kind of been coming together. That's that's how things work with God. When God is giving you something to talk about and speak about, and you're not so sure you need to do it yet, sometimes it's because God is calling you to wait. You know, he, he might give you something, but then he might need to refine it a bit. And so waiting isn't a bad thing. You know, we, we often have these burning things that we need to talk about for like God wants us to talk about when really he's saying, okay, I've given you that, but you need to wait because we've got to refine it a little bit. So I saw that yesterday. Yesterday evening, um, I started just, I don't know how to explain this other than, you know, when you're, when you have a relationship with God and I know for those of you who aren't believers, you sound like a wackadoo, right? I sound like a wackadoo. And I'm going to talk about that in a second. Um, but I just, I just felt the consistent, I kept thinking about the the scripture that talks about separating the wheat from the chaff. And so that was on my mind a lot yesterday. And I was like, this is just kind of weird, right? And then it all came to a head this morning before recording this podcast. And in fact, it came to a head this morning. And that's when I said, okay, now I need to record the podcast. Uh, so an email came across my computer this morning from a friend. And um, and I can't tell you about it, really. I can kind of give you a generalization about it. But in this email, he expressed to me that um, he had lost some relationships, some business relationships this week. Um, essentially because of who he is and what he believes. And his stance on not caving to any um, idea of what he should be or what he should say or what he should believe. And he's a Christian and, it, you know, there's just a lot of things there. And so that's not what this is about. But what it is about is all of the things together. And it, and it hit me, it didn't hit me, you know, I thought this before, but it really confirmed with me the answer to my question, what is God doing? And I think that should be the question that all of us Christians are, should be asking right now and what we should be looking for and what we should be waiting for. Because there's a lot of noise going on right now. Can you hear the earth moaning? I mean, the Bible says the earth groans with anticipation. 
it cries out for God for his for Jesus' second coming, right? The earth is groaning right now. Its people are so loud. And believe it or not, it's actually a small group of people, but it consistently grows. And um, it may, a few weeks ago, I posted on my Instagram, and this is kind of when it all started. It was actually maybe a couple months ago now. You know, when it comes to trending Christian music, I, I don't typically go with the flow. I don't like trending Christian music normally because a lot of the times, the music that trends in um, religious industries are worship songs that are all about us and not God. And I know that sounds weird, but it talks about how God can make us feel or that God is there for us or that it kind of worships secretly ourselves and our emotions rather than the creator of the universe. And so when the song Waymaker came out, and everyone was just ranting and raving about how amazing it was. I didn't listen to it. I didn't give it the time of day. But a couple months ago, um, I don't know. I just, I was sitting there. I wanted some music to listen to. And I kind of felt like, hey, I'm going to listen to this song. I want to see what it's about. And so I turned it on. And I cried. Because in that moment, was when the rioting was really, really bad. It had just started a couple of months back. And, you know, you have raw emotions and raw things. But the the part, it wasn't the whole you're a way maker, miracle worker, promise keeper part that got to me. It was the beginning verse that says, you are here moving in our midst. You are here working in this place. And in that moment I was taken to what it must feel like to be in the midst of a group of people rioting. And that even in the midst of that large group of people, can you imagine with me just for a second? Can you close your eyes if you're not driving? Can you just take a second with me? Just close your eyes and imagine a huge group of people that are rioting, that are screaming, that are screaming absurd things, that are screaming nasty words. You know, I've seen some of these videos. They're screaming, I'm going to kill your family at police officers. I want you to die at these police officers. They're screaming so many things, so much anger, so much hate. So just take yourself to that place for a second. And be still and imagine Jesus carefully, softly walking amidst, amongst those group of people in the midst of those people. And he's walking and he's touching every shoulder and he's just walking through it all. And I lost it. I absolutely lost it because even there, even there, that's exactly what is happening. He is still there. He still cares and he's doing something. 
and I don't know what he's doing. And that took me to a verse in the Bible. Uh, It was in Luke, and it's where John the Baptist is talking to people. And it's Luke 3, verse 17, where he says, he's talking about Jesus, and he says, His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn, but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And of course, that's a long long ways from what the gentle Jesus I was just talking about. But do you know that I think what God is doing is separating the wheat from the chaff. And I discovered that and thought that this morning when that email came across my inbox where a friend losing business contracts with people because he doesn't think like them or because he's a believer of Jesus and Jesus has now recently been labeled as a hate crime figure. God is moving among us. God is doing something. These things, they don't happen just because they happen. The Bible says that what happens on earth is spiritual not just physical. And we go through these things every few hundred years. And in the midst of those things happening, big changes happen. Big changes happen for the good and they happen for the bad. Because we have two kingdoms fighting against each other constantly. And so the question was, What is God doing? The answer for me in my quiet time was he's separating the wheat from the chaff, but I imagine that's not all that he's doing. If I had to take a guess, he's probably drawing you close to himself as well, urging you to get into his word because that is the one true and honest thing, the thing that never changes. And I encourage you to read the Bible cover to cover because when you do read it cover to cover, those questions that you had, like why is the God in the Old Testament so much different than the God in the New Testament, those questions get answered fairly quickly once you've read the Bible cover to cover. And so I sit here and I'm taken back to a comment I read a few weeks ago. Um, it was on a, a post, a very, very dramatic post. Um, and it, it called me out, uh, not directly. I, I had to find it by looking for it and I didn't even respond to it. I didn't give it the time of day. My, my, uh, theory in business and in life is you can't throw stones at every dog that barks. Uh, If you did, you would never get anywhere further than a foot. And the other motto that I always do is if you feed the wolves, they'll keep coming back. But if you don't feed them, they'll go away. Kind of like a stray cat, you know. But I saw it because I like to be aware. And the comment was, uh, it was attacking my business, my conference that I have each year because of who I was 
because I believe in Christianity. I believe in Jesus. I believe in, I have a lot of conservative values. Of course, my company, it doesn't have anything to do with politics, doesn't have anything to do with religion. And I've, I've always said that anyone within my, my company, my Homesteaders of America organization is welcome. I welcome everyone. I always have. And um, the comment was saying how they would never attend one of my events or support my organization because I was a Christian, because I have conservative values, because I believe certain things or do or not, you know, or don't believe in certain things, you know. And um, then I had a conversation, you know, with, with, someone this morning and I realized that this is happening not just with God moving in our midst but we're starting to see the repercussions of of other things moving in our midst and you know here in westernized civilization we've not had to deal with a lot of uh, condemnation or uh, attacks on Christianity. Really, truly, when you think about it, most of us don't know what it's like to truly have your beliefs and religion attacked in the United States because we've always had freedom of religion. You know, in third world countries, a lot of the time, and even communist countries, they have to meet for church in basements. And uh, because if they meet anywhere else in public, they would get scolded. They would get arrested. The building might even catch on fire. The other month, when all of this COVID stuff went down, the local church up the street from us put on their sign, meeting in the basement, 10 o'clock every Sunday. And I thought, wow. And I turned to my husband. I said, what are we, a third world country now? A communist country that can't meet publicly without fear of being scolded? And I get it. Y'all, I get it. I, we're not turning this into a COVID debate. But do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Something is happening. And it's not riots. It's not a virus. Something is happening. And I think it's all time for us to sit back and peel back this riot and virus layer and try to start paying attention to what God is doing because something is happening. And just like Luke 3 says, we may not understand now, but we will understand one day. Actually, that wasn't Luke 3. That was John 13, which I haven't read to you yet. John 13 talks about, um, this is when Jesus is washing his disciples' feet. And I'm going to start with John 13, verse 6. And Jesus came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? And Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you'll understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. And Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. 
Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. And Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you are. For he knew who was going to betray him. And that was why he said not everyone was clean. And when he finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. And he said, do you understand what I have done for you? You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for that is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you also should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do this as I have done for you. And verily, truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. Now that you know these things, you will be blessed if you do them. My favorite verse of all of that is when Jesus says, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. You know, I think that, you know, as we're talking about separating the wheat from the chaff, do you think that God is maybe washing us, washing our feet, even now, even in a spiritual sense, so that we can have part with him? I have talked to so many Christians over the last few months that have said they they feel God really drawing them back to him, drawing them into prayer, drawing them into reading the word, drawing them into taking part once again in their relationship with him. Because it's easy for us as Christians to kind of just not, you know, we, we get consumed with daily life and yeah we know god's there god's going to be there for us when we need him when we need to pray but then yeah we just kind of go by the wayside he just he just kind of he's there like you know like grandma's hutch in the corner of the kitchen you know that nobody really pays attention to but we don't really interact with him And I think that's what God's doing right now. He's not only separating those who know him and those who don't know him in the sense of physical and spiritual and mental, but he's also calling back the ones who know him, who are on the verge of being chaff and not wheat, right? You feel me? There's a lot. It's a lot to unpackage. And I think we need to expect more of it because God is doing something and God never promised us easy days. In fact, the opposite is what was promised to us. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have some good times as Christians, but when you become a Christian, that doesn't mean your life is, is forever fine and dandy and unicorns. In fact, in most places outside of the United States, being a Christian is a death wish. You put a target on your back and it was only a matter of time before it found its way here. And as you go to vote or go to your community meetings or vote locally, locally is, is really important. I hope that you as a Christian are taking that into consideration because politics are not about politics when it comes to Christianity. Politics are about morals. And are you voting morally with your Christian belief? And we can do things that way. We can also do things by sharing our heart with other people, 
with other Christians, I feel as though right now God is kind of hiding us uh, in in ways, you know, a lot of us, he's hiding us because he's trying to talk to us. And the only way to talk to us is to have us kind of draw inward. My husband said something the other day that I thought was profound. And I, I didn't even respond to him. I just kind of thought, wow. You know, I've mentioned on podcasts before where my husband and I have talked about, well, what if one day we have to to move, you know, or, or go off grid completely because of our government or whatever. And, you know, and we're not big conspiracy theorists or anything, but we're smart and we think logically and we're educated. And um, he said something to me the other day. We were talking about a lot of the, the things they're trying to mandate. Um certain gun laws, certain health laws, different things. And, and he said, well, you know, the one thing I'm looking forward to is that if everything goes really bad, which it could do this, this coming election season, if everything goes to heck in a handbasket, then the one thing we can look forward to is more miracles, signs, and wonders. And I said, why do you think that? And he said, because for the first time for a lot of our generation, we'll have to completely rely on God. And what a scary and yet amazing thing to think of, because if you think about it, have you ever really had to completely rely on God for everything in your life? And the the answer is probably no. And that's when we start seeing God moving. Friends, I believe we are in a battle for so many things in our country and in our world. And I want to close this out by talking about it. You might hear a baby in the background. (laughs) I have no idea what sounds will come out of him, but it's real life over here. I want you to be encouraged. I want you to be inspired, but I also want you to be aware that God is still on the throne and he has a plan greater than we could have ever imagined, but in the process And it is always a process with God. In the process, things might change. Life might become something that you're not normally used to. And that doesn't mean that, that things are going to be horrible. It just means that we are going to have to adapt and change. It means that we might be persecuted more than we were before as Christians. It might mean that we have to change some of the ways we live, some of the places we frequent. It definitely means that we're going to have to show up and vote for our leaders. And as we know, God appoints all of our leaders. Yes, even the ones that we don't necessarily agree with. There's always a plan. And if you see that throughout the Bible, then you know that it's still true today. But more than anything, (laughs) 
more than anything, I want you to know that God is drawing you. Maybe you didn't feel it before. Maybe you feel it now. But God is drawing his people unto himself. And I think there's a really good reason. Because one day we might be meeting in the basement for reasons other than a virus. Or we could be preparing to see the biggest revival our country has ever seen. And if not, God is still good and still holy. And as we know, there is an ultimate plan at the end of time. And that just means we get to go home and meet Jesus. All right, guys, thank you for joining me for the Choosing Simple podcast. If you have not already, I encourage you to subscribe, leave a um, review of the podcast, no matter what type of review it is, if you like it, especially though. And uh, if you aren't following me on social media, go ahead and do that. We are going to be starting a new series all of November and December called the Redeeming Your Home for the Holidays series. And you can find out more about that online uh, on my Instagram and in our uh, private group called on Facebook called the Homestead Homemaking Group for Christian Women and Friends. So definitely check that out. Subscribe if you have not already. We are really excited about that. I'm not going to talk about it much now, but we will talk about it probably in September and October. And until next time, thank you for listening. And don't forget to choose simple.